Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, the podcast. Episode, I don't know, but the Medusa is looking it up right now. So I'll continue to what we call in the business, soft shoe. You go, because it's going to take a couple <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we are so happy to be back. I'm so sorry I had to get uh, a novel in the barn. And if you are a Galaxy's Insider, you now have that novel way before anybody else. So that's always why that's a great subscription. Um, then we had to do Thanksgiving. I was working on Thanksgiving. Uh, but we had to get through that whole week and everything like that. So uh, now we are back to podcasts for the rest of the month because we're kind of in an easy sort of end of the year down mode and we can do a lot. So we appreciate those who subscribe and support the podcast and we're able to talk and do things. And I think the Medusa has a major breaking news announcement. I believe it's episode 197. Very good. We're almost to 200. We'll have to do something magical for episode 200. Yes, for sure. So here we are. We're back. You said you had lots to talk about. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, really? I got nothing. Huh. Well. Um, but I do have a cup of coffee. Yes, and, that. and usually when that coffee kicks in, we were rolling across the desert with the GE command team, and I stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts in Barstow, and it's kind of quiet in the afternoon, and I got a cup of coffee, and then remember that coffee kicked in, and I gave like a 45-minute sermon on the state of publishing to everybody in the car, and like <laughs> they were just like they had like that sort of Stewie and the dog thing when. And the video and the mem where the guy slaps the cobra and they're 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 just and their jaw <laughs> they were like, like unhinged yeah. and goes all the way on the ground yeah. <laughs> and, well, and I just turned up. around in the sense I go well that coffee was really kicking in <laughs> that's how you roll I was dropping bombs that's for sure well we've been watching a lot of interesting things in our downtime when we haven't been creating novels or sick Medusa was a little sick yes she got knocked down. I know. She Vegas took up. it out of me. <laughs> but not really. Like, you weren't as sick as, like, one time we did an opera together. Actually, a couple of times we did operas. And um, one, the last time you got, the last time that we got sick in an opera, you got so sick that I had to put you in the back seat of the truck that we were driving and drive you home. You were so wiped out. Yeah, and I think that might have been the first time I ever called in sick or went home sick, which was, it was like a double, so I went home sick. But, like... I don't think I had ever missed one single thing until then. No yeah. performance, no rehearsal. It was very, uh, I don't know, I was just type A. I didn't want to miss one single thing. So, yeah, it was pretty major that I was like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sick. And then so, one yeah, year we did so a production of Othello and everyone, or as they say in opera, Othello. Because mm -hmm. they've got to be like that. Well, it's in Italian and that's how they pronounce it. Yeah, so. Italians. <laughs> and uh, we had to... Uh, we everybody was so we were swooning on stage. We were so sick. Well, you your costumes especially yeah. were super warm. I was wearing <laughs> a, a, a a Dane Cook Saturday Night Live sketch fisherman sweater, mm -hmm. and then like fisherman rubbers, Gorton's seafood. But, man. And like like I feel like leather type trench coat over. Yeah, that that's sweater. what I mean. Like yeah. the Gorton's yeah. fisherman. Yeah, right. And like like all of us were so sick with some bug. And, and we were just, like, swooning on stage. Well, and the stage was, like, a, um, I guess if you were looking at it from the audience, it was, like, a skateboard half pipe, you know, as in to simulate, like, a boat shape, basically. And so we call that, like, a rake 
raked stage where it's like you're standing on a major angle and you guys were very high up on that which is like it kind of takes a lot of energy yeah to stand on that because you're not standing on a flat surface you're standing and fight we had to fight too there was a fight fight scene yeah i mean i should say not so dramatic as a half pipe but kind of that idea yeah baby call me (laughs) drink with me yeah that was the song (laughs) i know baby 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 call me I was just translating for the non-Italians out there, which I know many times we have some Italian speakers yeah, out there, Italians. like Walt, Walt, if he happens to be listening in. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say Italian. I mean, he's like a native Italian speaker, so yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. like his first language. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, but we had a good time. Those were those were good times. But uh, you know, tracking in on what we're looking at, on uh, the big picture of everything going to hell in a handbasket, it certainly does seem to be going to hell in a handbasket, and that's kind of like at odds with what's going on out there as in like I think a lot of people are commenting if you're going out to the stores or like whatever they're saying like man people are spending like the devil and a lot of people are spending on credit I have a feeling that's an indicator of kind of where everybody feels everybody feels like there's no tomorrow and they're just going for it I think there's a group of people that feel kind of like um things are actually getting better because they're not having to wear masks that's probably a design feature for the whole implementation of the the global tyranny that's about to be downloaded is like well at least you're not in mass anymore you 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 are slaves in a digital ai run camp mm-hmm. but at least you don't have to wear masks anymore yeah exactly yeah and i think where it's i was i was just talking with jason this morning about this and i think we're at this moment and the moment is ever since uh, the Patriot Act, Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, and then moving on to Obama, and all through the Obama years, and then through the sort of like insanity of the Trump years in which the left just lost its mind and doubled down on what they, we had this absolute certainty. Like we're watching this great thing over at Solari Report right now of called We Need to Talk with Mr. Global. And or we need to talk about Mr. Globo. And I wish, like, because you can't see that if you're not a Solari subscriber, um, there's so much valuable information over at Solari. If you ditched this subscription and went and got that one, you would be better served. (laughs) Um, But, you know, she's she's talking about how how the coup happened and who Mr. Global is and how they're running. Mr. Global is basically, or there's a guy, what's his name, JC, whatever it is. He's a leftist uh, and he writes satire. He's pretty famous. CJ Hopkins. CJ Hopkins. And they, and they call it, you know, Global, Global Corp. You know, if you're a Simpsons person, you can just think Hank Scorpio. <laughs> and uh, it's it's basically, you know, the tier the on. And so, it was what I was saying, since the Patriot Act, and you have to remember, um, and I know I talk kind of circuitously, so I hope you enjoy this. But you have to remember, going back to JFK, that is the opening move of what we're all seeing. It began to form after World War II with two acts. One, the act that gave us the CIA, and then another budget thing that basically allowed them to have unaccounted for money. And then you get to FASB 56, which is more in our times, when we were all upset about the Kavanaugh hearings, they were passing something that basically allowed them to declare all the money that they were using, spending, how they made the decision secret. And so basically we are right now, our nation is suffering from a cancer of secrets and the globalists are using that to do what they're going to do. Okay, so 
you start from Kennedy being the opening move of the deep state globalist cabal in which they were able to kill a president and completely get away with it 100%, you know, just as much as they, they got away with COVID. COVID was a massive success. Um, but what we're entering now is, and, and it could be all according to plan. I, I don't know here, but I'm guessing that the absolute certain people, the Bush crowd, the Clinton crowd, the Obama crowd, the the sort of Google, Tim Cook, Bill Gates crowd, all of these people, Warren Buffett, who are involved in purposely tanking the nation so that they can move to a centralized form of control where they're going to sell it to you as you're going to be a happier person because we're running everything now because government's so incompetent. I'm going to tell you what you're really going to be. You're going to be a slave as much as plantation slavery, as much as any kind of, like the very definition of the word, you are going to be a slave. And the moment that you say, I don't want to live in the pod, I don't want to live in the bug, whatever, you are going to be destitute. And you're going to be, you're going to be fair game for whatever comes after you. And I think that there are some fairly sinister things. But um, the thing that I would draw people's attention to is the moment in China that's happening right now that's no that no one's talking about because we're too busy talking about the fact that uh, Trump had dinner with a gay guy and uh, a black man who's losing his mind and a bigot you know and that's that's the most important news story that Trump would dare have dinner with an anti-semitic person and that's Kanye or Ye. supposedly <laughs> I think all Kanye's really said in my opinion, is hey, there's there's a power structure, and it happens to be some Jewish dudes right. in Hollywood, and they and I'm like, well, he's not wrong. I think he misspoke, but that is what he meant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If he you made it worked, sound like all Jews, and like, yeah, yeah. If you worked in Hollywood, it's not wrong, and if you're gonna censor, uh, yay, well, you better censor John Travolta, who told everybody what Hollywood was really about, mm. and you better censor a lot of other people who've said what Hollywood is really about. Is it about Jewish people? Not at all. Those people aren't Jewish. Real Jewish people are getting punched in the face in New York City, uh, the Hasidics or other people. What you're talking about is just a group of people who are in charge and part of the power elite. It's not about Jewish people. It's about people who are have power mm -hmm. and are using it to manipulate others. I don't. I don't. I think that the Jewish thing is a, is a loose thing, but I don't think anybody would accuse the Jewish power brokers of Hollywood of being in any way, shape, form, or remotely, vaguely, even Jewish. They're not. And they'll right. tell you right to your face they're not. They'll go to Temple for sure. Mainly. <laughs> once a year, like on Yeah, Hyboid once a year, but they, they don't yeah. act Jewish. No. Not by a long stretch of the imagination. And they're probably ones that would say they're atheists, which there are plenty of Jews that go on the High Holy Days. Yeah. That I sang with some, and she, you know, they're like, I'm an atheist, but that's just part of the culture. So they're not religious, those types. Yeah. Generally. Exactly. So um, that's the most important thing. What's not the most important thing is the fact that the Chinese people have absolutely had it with the CCP. Because the CCP was starting to build 90,000 strong uh, pod cities of, of, uh, for a basically COVID camps. And they were building a lot of them. And they were forcing people to build their own chains. Now, I'm going to jump in here and give a pro tip to everybody. 
Now is going to be the moment, wherever you're at, law enforcement, government, or whatever, you're going to have to look at yourself, and you're going to have to say, I know I've got the short end of the stick here, or the long end of the stick, or whatever you want to call it. I know I'm on the winning side right now, but if you don't think for a moment, you won't be immediately unpersoned, and you'll be in the camp. You'll be wearing the slave collar. Everybody in America needs to, right now, look at their actions and say, am I building the prison? And what I think a lot of you might be shocked to find out is that you are building the prison and you need to stop building the prison. That's what's going on in China right now. The Chinese people have decided to stop building their prisons. Now, they have this really glaring example of what happens if they lose this time. And that's called Tiananmen Square and the massacre and the purges that happened afterwards. So the reason that this is important is that most of the Western nations see the Justin Trudeau comment when he says, oh, I would love to have a Chinese-style government. They have all worshipped China. And the globalists and the technocrats and everything like that, they are watching this Chinese moment when a state has total control. They have everybody's on a pass, everybody's on a social credit score, and if they don't like what you're doing, they just turn you, your, your pass red, and you have to report to a COVID camp. Well, in this moment of absolute certainty, we have an uncertainty in that the Chinese people are not reporting to the COVID camps. They are not listening to the police. They are in open revolt now, and that's not being covered. And you have to understand that right now, much of the world is in open revolt. The most peaceful, law-abiding place in the entire world right now is the United States. In Brazil, the military is ready to throw in with Bolsonaro. Look at France. Look at most of Eastern Europe. Look at Italy. The United States, Canada, the UK, New Zealand, Australia, the supposed Western civilization, you know, whatever you want to call that, they're the most compliant right now. Thankfully, the United States is armed. Canada, New Zealand, UK, sorry, you're out of luck. Australia, you, you, if you don't do something now, if you don't wrench the machine now, if you don't stop building your own prisons, you're headed towards imprisonment. The, the Chinese people, they have decided to rise up. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And the reason I think that this is a moment of uncertainty is Kennedy, the assassination, the assassination of a U.S. president, is the moment that emboldens the global elite where they say, we can do this. And they begin to try it again and again. And they do a lot of assassinations through the 60s and the 70s. And then they move into for-profit prisons. And then they loot $21 trillion from the U.S. economy. And suddenly everything is a secret. Nothing can be known. And as long as you're in the biggest con of all, which is the U.S. government, you're an employee. I have seen, I have even on Facebook, I've had so many like petty government bureaucrats try to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's like, dude, you're part of the problem. Or chick in this one instant. You're part of the problem. You're the one forging your own slate. And you think because you work at the Pentagon or worked at the Pentagon or whatever, that you, you know, you're like a vindiment. You're a scumbag. Yeah. Exactly. So anyways, what I'm trying to say is because of what's happening in China, where it has the most powerful digital control grid, it's not working. That is causing the entire global elite to have a gut check moment 
where if it's not going to work in China, where you have the military and you have the digital control system, how do you think it's going to work in America? Because it has to work in America. And their people it, are unarmed. Yeah. If it thing. works in America, it works everybody else. Mm -hmm. But if you can't get it to go with the Chinese where they are moving all of the money out of the West and into China to build their new giant sort of technocrat slave camps, how are you going to have success in America? Where each of us have two to three guns. Where each of us uh, can get a... I don't know. But then again, we're not. The government right now, I'm just going to say, it is a criminal conspiracy of the highest order. Go back to 1988. There's two things that they should be doing in that constitution that they're not doing, and they're not doing them, and it's your right for them to do it. Thing number one is... Congress has to tell you what it's going to do with appropriated money. They don't do that anymore. Haven't done it since 1988. And the second thing they have to do is tell you what they did with that money. Mm -hmm. Well, after FASB 56 and a few other budgetary maneuvers, you can't know that because it's secret, because the Patriot Act, because Al-Qaeda, because Osama bin Laden, because Putin. Oh, only we, only people like Solwell and Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and Nancy Pelosi and all of those scumbags, they can know how your money is being spent, but you can't know. Right. Yeah. So, not good. It's Things not good, change. but it's your mo uh, the, 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 the moment that I have for you is, it's your moment. You are going to have to take it. It is going to be violence. Unless this government looks at China and goes, well, that's a disaster. I guess we can't pull this off. But I have a feeling they're not going to do that. I have a feeling they're going to double down and say, well, I guess we need to scare them harder. Yeah. Release the Ebola. Well, I was going to say, it feels like you're making a good point. If it's not working in China, where they have all the quote-unquote advantages that you're talking about, how would it possibly work here? And then that makes me think they're going to, I mean, if I was them, you know, they're going to have to try to kill a bunch of us another way. Yes. As in what you were saying, with an actual Ebola or this or that, you know, some kind of worse thing well, that I don't would know. actually kill I don't know why people something. don't, like, think that this is bullshit conspiracy. Excuse my language. I told Mom I wouldn't swear today. She said I shouldn't swear because the record. And I said, you mean heaven? And she goes, well, no, no, in heaven. That's, you know, you're, who cares about that? You're saved. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. I'm like, all right, we'll let the F-bombs hit the floor, <laughs> Mom. You did say that. <laughs> Pop the caps. I got bodies to drop. <laughs> I don't know about um, things down here. But she said, she said that there might be some, some consequences here. Yeah. So I'm cleaning it up for mom. But it's, uh, it's, it's at that moment where if it's not going to work in China, how's it going to work here? And the one, like I said, COVID was a success. Assassination was a success. If you have read their books, their Agenda 2030 books, and the things that they tell you are right there, they say. They need seven-eighths of the population disappeared. By 2030, that is an incredible thing, but they say it. Mm -hmm. That is seven billion people. Just so you know, they right. need seven billion people dead. Yeah. That's insane. A lot of death lately. There is a lot. A lot Definitely not close to that amount. So, But there's already it's a still, lot. It's still, already there, an there, unprecedented Yeah, amount. like, okay, so like now we'll jump into something we did this weekend, which was great. There's this guy who has this YouTube channel. It's called Missing 411. Well, that's a couple of his main documentaries that he made are called that. Yeah. His channel, I have to look it up. It has like a weird title. Maybe you can the just Can post it. The Can-Am Project Am or something. But he's like, like Canada, yeah. America. 
Yeah, but he's into finding people who go missing or yeah. at least just reporting it. And he does this one on national parks and the amount of people that go missing in national parks. And it's crazy. Yes. But then he did a video we just watched yesterday where his son passed away and died of a suicide during COVID because he had some mental issues and he was isolated and he just felt that he couldn't connect with his community and he annihilated himself. And what the guy said that was really telling was he went into a, he went in to see the coroner um, and this was in LA County to talk about the pathology of his son dying and what the pathologist said. And they got to talking about suicide and he's like, is suicide that bad? And she said, it's so bad right now, the media won't report on it. But basically and effectively, in L.A. County, we have had 30 years worth of suicide deaths in one year. In nine months, she yeah. said. And I was like, whoa. I knew it was a lot in COVID, but that is an insane amount. I had no idea. I figured it was like the amount that you would have in five years or something. I don't know. Like a lot. But what? That is, that's hard to fathom. So then you have that. Then you have, like, people dying every day. In their 60s now, like, Irene Cara died. This guy who was uh, the um, sidekick on Walker, Texas Ranger. He just died. Like, a lot, like, every day it seems like some celebrity, 50s to 60s, is dying. And it's like, you have to note that it's an unusual amount of death. But if you haven't watched the Died Suddenly documentary... I highly encourage you to go watch it. It popped last Thursday night, Wednesday night. And it really does show you and make the case for the amount of just like talk about the Google search results and how it was showing up and saying like <clears throat> the level of died suddenly. Yeah. It was like, and I'm sure Google this. has has changed it by now. Yeah. But it was like, if you put in died suddenly 2020, it's a bunch. Okay. But then put in died suddenly 2021 it's exponentially higher and then put in died suddenly 2022 same thing exponentially higher I didn't even take the time to look at what the actual number was because there were so many digits like I didn't take the time to be like is that trillions quadrillion I feel like it was probably quadrillions at least I mean it was a ton of digits so just saying it gets exponentially bigger 2020 to 2021 to 2022 well, that's weird because what's the difference between 2020, 2021, and 2022? Is there any is there anything that happened in society that was different? Yeah, the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. But 2020 was sort of them killing a lot more people than needed to die with the hospital protocols, with sure. like the rim does. But then it was like, and but the now, you're, now and you're then seeing, it becomes the vaccine, which yeah. is way and more. And you're like, I know people whose cancer has just suddenly sprung out of nowhere. Like, and again, like the media will say that that is all a conspiracy. Like if we talk about these things on Facebook, we still get the warning. And it's like, don't you think with the level of death that is going on, even insurers are talking about it, even car insurance companies. And, and again, like the, the car stuff that's going on in the road, at least at L.A. County, it's like Mad Max. It's like people have lost their minds. Yeah, you continually keep showing me these videos and it's really disturbing because it'll be at an intersection and it'll be a wreck, but it'll be like this car just suddenly speeds at seemingly it looks like over 100 miles per hour and just smashes in. Like it's it, trying it's to like do it explosion. on purpose. Yeah, like and it's even just cross like a T intersection where there's like no other road on the other side. Yeah. Something is up, but the biggest criminal aspect of it is that the media gaslights you and looks at it and says, no. No, there's nothing up. You're a bigot. You're a conspiracy theorist. You're an anti-Semite for saying these things. It is a million, and like 
all of this comes out of even the Kanye stuff, out of people just saying, "Hey, here's an issue. Let's discuss it. This is interesting," and the name calling immediately erupts, and it's it's the name calling of bigotry, it's the name calling of racism, it's all of this name calling that shuts things down, and the conversation. But like just on the level of death alone, should there not be a conversation? And the answer is. The reason I think that we're imminent to what the next phase of this plan has to be is there is so much glaring evidence looking everybody right in the face right now. And you see the media who is under the sway and power of the globalist cabal, all getting paid, all that kind of stuff. And they're basically saying, nope, nothing to see here. Nothing. I mean, I think we told them on this podcast we literally saw a dead body in a blanket in the road and a cop at one end of the street and a cop at the other end of the street. And I walked up to the cop and I said, is that a dead body? He goes, nope. It's just a blanket. It's just a blanket. Well, it looks like a dead body. Nope, just a blanket. Yeah. Then why are you guarding this road? I mean, right. just lied right to my face. It's so weird because you cannot find the truth. But if you look at the media and you look at our politicians and you look at people who should be saying, yep, there's some problems here. And we've said it about food production, about energy production, about the FTX scandal, where both sides basically just used Ukraine to loot you to reelect themselves again. And people say, hey, I have some questions. Nope. And now we're down to this, hey, China and and the rest of the world, China, Brazil, Iran, all of these people are fighting back. Nope. When it's that level of gaslighting, they must be close to what they want to implement because they have to, like, this is the rough seas for them. They know this part was uncertain. They know that all they can do now is keep lying and hang on. Why? Because the answer for them that gets them through all of this is total control. And once they have total control, you cannot do anything. You cannot fight back. You cannot protest. Because if you do, your kids won't eat. If you do, your kids will be taken away from you. If you do, you'll lose your job. If you do, you will go to a mental institution. And if you look at the things that they're talking about in Canada, about euthanizing people who are depressed and things like that. So anyways, what you're you're seeing is that I feel like if you're kind of like looking at the entire thing, the reason the gaslighting is so naked is because they're so close to what needs to happen now. So here's what I think happens next. I think we have probably right after the holidays. And I know I keep saying this, but I've been right to certain extents and I've been wrong to certain extents. But I think probably January, once the foreclosures start, we have a massive economic crisis and probably Thunderdome for a few months. And then they come back and say, okay, uh, we've fixed the crisis. It's money. It's digital money. Go on down to the Kmart FEMA camp. Get your stuff. But you're in the digital grid now. Once you once you take their rice, you're in the grid. There's no more cash. Cash is freedom. You got to turn in your weapons. You got to live in these societies. It's all better run. It's all. But it will be an AI driven slave camp. And you can only spend that money they give you if you do exactly what they want you to do. Yeah. If you try to be a dissident, nope, no money for you, no groceries. So exactly, you're a slave. So. I think it'll be violence. 
I think you won't take that. I think I won't take it. But I think there will be that big matzo, hanging matzo ball moment where you're going to have to fight for your freedom. And I think that if you're watching China and you're keeping an eye on China, you're seeing that you can fight for your freedom. They don't have weapons. You're seeing that you can go into the street. You, you're seeing that you outnumber them. You are going to have to wrench the machine. You are going to have to fight for your freedom. They are not going to give it to you because if they affect their plan, if they get the digital AI-run slave plantation, they are the plantation owners, and they're set, and their families are set forever, and you will be a slave. So make your plans accordingly, but I would put this bug in your ear to think about. If you're building the prison camp, stop building it. If you know someone who's building the prison camp, you need to talk to them. And now think real hard about this next part I'm about to tell you. You need to remind them that there will be consequences when it comes time to fight back if you built the prison camp. If you're a person who's engaging in enslaving the rest of humanity, you have to understand we will come for you. Someone will come for you. And they know that. The, the global elites, they know that. They're willing for you to get hung on a light pole so that they can get a little bit closer to their goal. That's not worth it. And also, you won't be able to live with yourself having done that to humanity. So think about what I just said right there. Think about the fact that there are people building the slave camp. If you're one of those people, stop it right now. If you know of that person, warn them what's coming. Because it is coming. And you're going to be the person doing it. And you know them. And you know what they're doing. And you know what you're going to need to do to be free. And that's the podcast.